0: Hi, welcome to Below the Line. This is a podcast where we talk about filmmakers who you may not know, but whose work you definitely do. So forget the actors, directors, producers, writers. Our focus are the underseen and underappreciated artists and heroes of movie making. Today, I'm joined again by my great hosts. Uh, let's introduce ourselves for this fourth episode of Below the Line.
1: Hi, I'm Ben Kay.
0: Hi, Ben K. Hi, How long have you been- Ben K. How long have you been with the show, Ben K?
1: In total, 12 years, but we're not going to talk about the time that you fired me between 2000, yeah. like, yeah. like to, 2012 to 2014. So like in, in theory, 10, but like it's, it's 12 in, in total. But, but that's, you know? that's
0: okay, because 2012, you know, we all thought the world was ending. So I had to, yeah. I had to make so some layoffs. Yeah, so that's
1: why you, yeah, you did have to. I get it. I yeah. get, completely get yeah. it. Yeah,
0: it was just business. We were also joined today by Seb, the wonderful, Hi. wonderful Seb. Hi, I am Seb. How long have you been with the show? Good question. Has it also been twelve should, years? Continuous? See, here's the thing is I never fired You should Seb.
2: know you should know that about
0: your boss. I fired Melling. Ben K multiple times. More of a mm. for fun. At a, at, a, you know, at a certain point it was just like, oh, it's that time of the week to fire Ben K. You know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Seb I never fired. I would never fire Seb.
2: I have been here from the beginning. I, I have been here from the beginning of cinema, which is uh two thousand thirteen. Um yeah. when, when, when the Big first Eyes, Paddington When, when came did out? Big Eyes come out? Yeah, wait, when was the first
0: <laughs> <laughs> when when was the month where like Big Eyes and Paddington were both in the top ten of like the Regal Box Office records? That was pretty much the genesis of
2: cinema. I was I I've been working on this since then and I I I, I was born right there then. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. I yeah.
2: came <laughs> I rose from the ashes like Aphrodite, but movie wow. Aphrodite. I mean, you know, Aphrodite should be the one who's honored by making the comparison. to It's sang. true.
1: Completely fair. It's she true. better, like, repost us on her Instagram stories. Be like, oh, my God, I was mentioned here on BTL pod. Follow up.
2: <laughs> Do same. you even follow Aphrodite? Aphrodite? Is it Aphrodite or Aphrodite? I think
1: it's Aphrodite. But I'm, I'm sure she doesn't mind as long as you mention her <laughs> on the pod. All right,
2: <laughs> she so knows. She knows we're talking about her. She wants the attention.
0: <laughs> we are... We are recording today, the day after All Hallows' Eve. It is officially November 1st. So if you would like to, after you go on Instagram and check out Aphrodite's shout-out, you can go on at btlpod and check out our Halloween costumes, where I mistook Seb's costume as the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz as the Wicked Witch. Which, (laughs) let's talk about that. Let's get the the (laughs) listeners in on this. Is it my fault that Seb was wearing a pointy hat, pointy black hat, and had green, almost green, green looking makeup uh-huh. on the Zoom that he was on.
1: And I you mistook know,
0: him for Wicked Witch of the West. I don't think that's my fault.
1: I, I think I Seb is pro- gonna defend himself <laughs> by saying something along the lines of, well, you should have looked at my background, but you know what? We shouldn't, this that's part of Zoom, okay? Your po- your costume is your costume, all right? No, and I no. too, I too was confused. Mm.
2: I, I wouldn't defend myself like that. I just have one thing to say. A true fan of the Wizard of Oz would know the difference. Holy Don't you dare.
1: Shit.
0: Don't you Holy dare. Shit. I cannot believe <laughs> this is happening. Benkei, who I fired <laughs> 700 times, is actually brighter in mine eyes right now than you, Seb. This is shameful. I would. I gotta say, I've never told you guys the story of here's how deep my Wizard of Oz fandom lies, even though I mistook Seb for Wicked Witch of the West instead of Scarecrow. McDonald's was having a Happy Meal series of all the characters of Wizard of Oz toys, Dorothy, Scarecrow, uh, the Wicked Witch, Toto, um, the Tin Man, and then, of course, the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> these Happy Meal toys are out. My mom and I are prowling around different McDonald's around the Portland metropolitan area where I grew up trying to find these different Happy Meal toys. We spend pretty much the entire afternoon of a Saturday going around to all the different McDonald's and asking them, to give us the happy meals. We didn't order any food, we were just we went to the drive-thru we were like, "Hey, can my son Nolan have the toy? He's big fan of the show. Big fan of the Wizard of Oz, you know, big fan of the big fan of the company uh, of McDonald's." And of course it was tough because every, you know, second or third place had Dorothy. Because that was the most common toy. So you had to get mm. very very deep to collect them all, to truly collect them all. And I got to say, got to catch them all. I did in fact get all of them. I don't know where they are now. But that was—I just remember my mom. So this was all that this was last year, right? This was yeah. This was uh, actually this was twenty eighteen. <laughs> this is summer twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Halloween was great for us, but we're also in a very odd moment in time because actually in two is it- days is the U.S. election, and preceding this, we'll talk about some of the Halloween spooky movies we were continuing to watch. But there was also a very interesting cultural moment uh, this this last week or the week beforehand. Of very political, maybe the most political film uh, ever made, Borat Two, <laughs> and yep. I think did we all watch Borat Two? I didn't. You didn't. So watch I
2: can it. I can step back. I can see how interesting.
0: Have yet. We're Ouch. gonna go. We're gonna go a we full season to... of below the line before there's a movie we've all seen together.
1: Seb, you right. I don't care that how much true. you don't like American movies. You better watch Mank when it comes out. Like you need <laughs> to watch Mank. Don't say that name.
0: Don't say that
1: name. Who? You better watch Which Jack fin- posthumously Don't. release Jack Fincher's masterpiece
2: when Don't it comes tempt out. Him.
0: Don't tempt him, Seb. Don't make oh him repeat God. the word mank. You're going to have to whisper it now
2: all the time. <laughs> if you say this... Wait, you said it twice. Don't say it again. Don't you say it again. Don't.
0: Bloody, bloody... Yeah, you got to go in front of a mirror and say bloody mank and see what happens.
2: Bloody- David bloody Fincher. Manc.
0: David Fincher appears nope. and makes you do another take. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. he goes I wasn't convinced you got to do it in front of the mirror again <laughs> it will be Ben and I now talking about Borat 2 while Seb plays with a fidget spinner in the corner until he's <laughs> exactly. called out of timeout until he's called out of, timeout.
2: <laughs> called out of time. Just, Exactly. Uh, <laughs> call me when you're ready thank you my god I almost,
0: <laughs> I almost want to do a tier list right now between Borat, Bruno, the dictator and Borat 2 <laughs>
1: You you want to rank you you want to rank him right now? Is that what you want to do?
0: I I I do. So between right. those five movies, I haven't seen have any. Let's, let's, let's give
1: let's give the thoughts. What, um, let's give thoughts I can't actually too.
0: I can't actually decide if Seb is better off in life for not having seen any of those films.
2: <laughs> I haven't. No, I haven't. Or I haven't even to be honest,
0: like, I kind of agree with you. Or if we're better off for seeing them several several times over.
2: Like missing my mom's,
0: like missing my mom's marriage, missing my wife's uh, delivery of a baby so I could watch The Dictator again on my my (laughs) iPad, all
1: those
0: things. Missing my grandpa's I don't even know what that I know is. I even, one time I missed my grandpa's funeral to watch um, Bruno, which is really ironic because I actually hit him with my car and killed him because I was watching Bruno in my car when I was driving Hmm. it. That was an unfortunate and time. You felt like to celebrate
1: circle. his life. It's like to celebrate his life, you really had to just indulge in yeah. some more Bruno. Exactly. I am sure more that was a,
2: I w- I'm sure that was a good joke. It would have been funnier if I had gotten the reference, to be honest. Mm. To one does not
0: have Ouch. to have seen Bruno to understand its cultural impact.
2: I don't know what Bruno is. Bruno, Bruno is...
0: is. I'll have Benke explain this one.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's Explain like, it to me and do, the whole audience okay, who doesn't know. Deb, you're aware of like <laughs> what Borat is, right? Where it's like Sasha Baron Cohen dressing up as as like a caricature and like interacting with real people and getting their reactions. It's uh-huh. like that, but he's dressing up as a character named Bruno, who's like this like Euro pop um like mega, mega gay german guy like like mega gay like like is it un- like also sasha
2: Baron cohen yeah yeah yes. it's also sasha Baron yes.
1: cohen and he like he he dresses up in like really skimpy outfits and like <laughs> talks about and he has like in the movie it's like he's doing his he has like a tv show that he's doing like a fashion tv show and he's like going around and interviewing people and it's just like Again, same thing as, like, Borat, where he's just, like, going around America and talking to
2: people. Oh, interesting. I, yeah. researched, I googled Bruno, and I, I, it comes up as Bruno Mars. No way. No. I, do, no. I do know that. I didn't know he was Sacha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like yeah.
0: what if, if we had Seb in one day watch Borat, Borat 2, The Big hair and Bruno, I don't think he would move to Los Angeles anymore. I think he would stay think, away from America. Absolutely, for good. Okay.
1: <laughs> Nolan. You're forgetting the Ali G show. You really, you just told me that was your favorite one.
0: But that's not a movie. But if we want to get into television, the Ali G show is one of the finer works of craftsmanship in the, in the history of television. <laughs> and I have not seen Ali, either. So Ali maybe G it's a good thing same, that same I haven't. Same thing, except same thing as the others, except now he's disguised as a, like a British London like street guy like, a hip-hop, like, baggy pants from Britain. And he always says West Side. And it's, it's a really great – it's just a great, great show.
1: I can't believe I forgot before, he's British.
0: There's, there's, and there's almost, like, a downward curve. We'll talk about this, too, with Borat, too. But there's also been this, like, you know, exponential decay in terms of every time he makes a movie, more people know his shtick. There's literally mm. a scene in Borat, too, where someone recognizes him on the street as, as Borat. You know, yeah, for the um, cultural cultural touchstone in the twelve years since he had made the last movie. So, hey, Nolan, talk about
1: talk about Borat too. Like your thoughts.
2: Give us your thoughts. My thoughts on
0: Borat too. I honestly I can't remember his young daughter's name. Like who who that actress is. She yeah. made that movie. Like she was phenomenal in Borat too. And just the thing she gets to do. Like the one scene that's so weird that's still just like I dream about it every night. That's just so odd. Is the scene with the Instagram like model. When she's, Which like, one? with the Instagram, the, the daughter's, like, with the Instagram model, and, like, the Instagram model girl is, like, telling her how to, like, show up online. Or like oh,
1: my God, yes. yes. Online.
0: <laughs> That's still one of the oddest, like, things I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate, um. Ultimately, I think it delivers on its premise. Look, we know that Borat 2 was going to go through something narratively uh, in terms of turmoil because they were filming, I think, during when the Coronavirus first broke out. And so that had to change what they were doing somehow. And they were also planning on releasing this or pinpointing it around the election. There's no hiding the fact that this this movie's release is trying to coalesce for the election and the consequences and the fallout of that. And it even has a little vote PSA in it. Um, say what you will about that, you know, the intertwining of Borat and politics, which I would argue, and I think Benke would also argue is essential. Borat is politics, Borat is, the fall, you know, the fallible nature of Americans. That's what made the first one so successful. But just, it delivers on its premise, not only of having to deal with the coronavirus and having to deal with this pandemic and actually shaping the narrative around that. And you can see, I think it's like an hour, hour 10 in, when that starts to happen, you can literally see them having to deal with the repercussions of this virus and they nail it. They absolutely nail it. And then the other pretense of them trying to deal with this election, and I think just on both fronts where it could have been so, so poorly done. We've already seen other films like The Trial of the Chicago 7 where they were trying to deal with the election with their release and it just felt pampered and and sloppy. I think Borat 2 was was just great for how it handled both the coronavirus and the election.
2: What did you think about Trial of the Chicago 7? Because I think I noticed you didn't even um, read Mm. it, did you? On letterpost? Because I I didn't know... I.
0: I don't give stars below
2: four. Zero. Zero. Yeah, zero. They don't have it. negative stars. I love it or I forget
0: it. I love it or I forget it. I, um, what do I think about the Trial of Chicago 7? I just wish that Yahya Abdul-Mateen had been in it more. That's mm. ultimately what I think. Because he was just – that was the biggest opportunity where the Trial of Chicago 7 had actually something valuable to say about – like what they were trying to talk about, because here's a black man being held in in contempt of court. His lawyer's not there. That would have been the situation in the scenario where Aaron Sorkin could have really risen to the occasion instead of just having a bunch of 25-year-old white guys instead be the heroes of this story or the anti-heroes of this story at certain points. So it just, it it sort of fell flat in that way to introduce a character like that with so much potential. And then he doesn't get as much screen time as Eddie Redmayne. (laughs) You know, it sort of, that sort of felt a little a little tone deaf to me
1: right um can i can i, I discuss boatu?
2: yes i well i if you really want to then <gasps> sure. thank you oh my god this, we is, will, this we is, will, is such an honor i can't, we can't believe we we'll have to speak you... on this podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> this is if your we, monthly uh... monthly segment <laughs> monthly <laughs> thank segment <laughs> Since we're in the theme of
0: the Trial of the Chicago 7, Benke, um, I'll allow it.
2: Oh, oh my, thank
1: you, (laughs) babe, (laughs) babe, thank you, thank you, thank
0: you, your honor, thank you,
1: your honor. Thank you, thank
0: you, your honor. Yes. You are so welcome. I
2: Did they, they, did they they give a class in college on trial humor and did you take it or do you teach it? I'm
0: taking foundations (laughs) of trial comedy, (laughs) foundations of judicial comedy.
1: Is, is, is uh, Chicago 7 the first movie you guys are watching for that class?
0: <laughs> it's that and To Kill a Mockingbird. It's, oh it's my To Kill God. a mockingbird 12, 12, mockingbird. 12 Angry Men. The, the, the Manchurian Candidate.
1: Um, judgment at Nuremberg. Judgment at Nuremberg. <laughs>
0: yeah, all the greats. Witness for the prosecution. Wait, wait. We're going we're gonna to scrap the rest of the episode in, in favor of this activity. How many court movies can we name?
1: oh start god. off the top with let's start off oh the top god, with the best one really start
0: off start off the top with the best one my cousin vinny and work our way down from there
1: thank you thank you for saying that oh my god that's really hard i knew, okay we gotta we gotta put this out through the through the episode every time we think of one we gotta mention it okay
2: let's do it um well there's mangrove right haven't seen that mangrove <laughs> that's is a new it one a movie
1: it's not even out it's not even out yet well it's a movie isn't it <laughs> okay it is a movie it is a movie <laughs> Um, I agree with everything Nolan said about Borat 2 and I think it was I think another thing that they had to deal with with you know the making of Borat 2 in like whatever 14 years after the first one like not only is like Borat really famous but just like that kind of humor where you're like doing the thing and doing a character in front of regular people and they just like showing their reactions and getting a funny reaction out of them. I feel like that, that, that humor has just like taken over the entirety of the internet post Borat. And, you know, I, that in addition to like, just various, um, offensive, offensiveness of the first movie and its varying natures, I feel like were just something that they had in mind for sure when they were when when they were like going about this cuz then they knew they had to do something about it you know whether it was whether it was like a whether it was like a good thing <laughs> whether it was like a good thing that they took care of it or not is another question but it's like they they knew that they had to take care of it and and in this one i felt like they did a really good job of that um just by one having having his daughter play such an like such a huge role in the movie having her as like not just like one side character in one scene, but just like having her as like almost like as much screen time as Bora. I think that was really really important. And I also like how the movie is more is is like you know even though it might not be quite as good as the first Bora, I think it critiques America in a more direct way, which I think was. Which I think is really important because I don't think like the Borat quite does that like and it's like in just this direct way that I feel like that I feel like we we need now you know right. even in the way the world has changed since that first Borat movie came out so yeah I highly highly recommend it I think it's really really funny um, there's a lot of like I don't again like I don't think it's quite consistent in humor as as Borat is but I think there's a lot a lot of funny scenes in it.
0: If you're going to watch it you know, for anything else, even if you're not an ardent Borat or Baron Cohen stan, the Rudy Giuliani scene is, as promised, scandalous. And it is an absolute must-see. Deliciously
1: scandalous. So was, he,
0: was he scratching his belly or putting his hand in his pants? You have to watch it to find out. <laughs> Amazon Prime today. Own it. Buy it. Watch it. Relish in it. It's beautiful. Um, A Few Good Men. two good
1: men right another
0: another um answer yeah Yeah. seb now is the time for you to redeem yourself for not having seen borat 2. we're going to ask you what Mm -hmm. you've been watching and then we're going to ask you actually seb did some tabulating and found what he thinks is the consensus top five horror films of all time according to the (laughs) below the line podcasters but first Seb, what have you been watching
2: are you going to listen to i i have to say um i have been watching um what have i been watching i've been watching a lot of horror movies um whoa <laughs> yeah i don't know oh wait um, because i don't want to talk about because one of these horror movies is in our top five so i will i will disclose that okay. and it is a okay. oh. horror movie um and it is wonderful and we all know it everyone here at least knows that but i will yes. talk about i did i did i did watch rewatch la dolce vita again uh some weeks ago like oh wow one and a half week ago and it was delightful
0: did it take,
2: you, did it, did it take you one and a half weeks it took me a little bit less than that but i had to pause between that so yeah mm-hmm uh it is delightful it is wonderful it is it's one of those movies you watch and there like no other movie exists as you're watching it it is like does any other movie exist like I feel like everything like it's such a cultural landmark (laughs) I feel like like in movie history that I don't like ever indulge in I'm not even sure what I'm saying this this film just has me speechless go watch it it's wonderful it's stylish but it's and it's very stylized and it's but it's also very like touching in a very nice way
0: I have to say do you remember when the Irishman came out on Netflix and it was about three hours and 30 40 minutes and everyone was freaking out about dividing it into episodes and making it a mini series And then the the fundamentalists of Scorsese were like, no, you can't make it into a miniseries. It's a film to be experienced in one sitting. Well, Dolce Vita solves that problem. Here we are back in 1960 and Fellini decides, okay, I'm going to make a four hour movie and divide it into like five or six days and nights. He did that for you. You don't even have to make it into your own miniseries. He makes his own little vignettes and it works perfectly,
2: as (laughs) Seth says. (laughs) you could watch it as a mini series. You know the thing with that, though? Because I love Fellini, of course. Yes. Um, but as I watch his movies, I'm always like, damn. I think of my my very um, close friend who's a very big feminist. And I'm always like, she would be slapping me if she was, like, seeing this movie with me. <laughs> and then she would <laughs> go and slap the TV after me. <laughs> like, yeah, she and then she would go to the grave of whoever it's not that bad um but like there's like some icky things and again because i've been watching so many horror movies now it's like the same thing with like many of these horror movies that i'm like i know these are like controversial we'll talk about one today actually carrie um but it is like huh I don't know it's like this like this like feeling of like damn this isn't bad but it's so bad because I justify it you know because I love it so much that I'm like it's not that bad and I do this exact same thing with the Silence of the Lambs and how it's like LGBTQ portrayal of that movie I just like it goes over my head I'm like it's okay
1: I'm I'm gonna pretend like I didn't see that.
2: Dude, it's like Benke. It's like Ben-K watching Lost in Translation. <laughs> like, it's the that's, same thing.
1: That's really, really. That's a good comparison. Speaking of Lost in Translation, can I can I talk about On the Rocks? Yes,
0: absolutely. Okay,
1: you have Listen. to introduce
0: it. You have to introduce it by talking about how no matter what happened in the movie, your relationship with Sofia Coppola is so beyond just general fandom. Just general fandom. you you've peaked beyond that.
1: I've. My relationship with Sophia Coppola, I'm in a I'm in like a mega, mega Sophia Coppola phase. And like a phase that I don't think will ever end, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just like kind of I'm I love her so, so much. I love all of her movies. I love everything she does with her movies. I love the way she talks about her movies. I love like just the way she approaches filmmaking. I just love her as a person. She seems very like, she seems so genuine and like just like a genuinely nice person and like listen on the rocks trailer just the whole vibe getting mad shit just for looking bland and just being like a just like being too much like a straight comedy for her for her for like for fans of hers and just like there's people you know like they're just like oh yeah this doesn't this doesn't look like it's gonna it's gonna be anything special but I'm here to tell you that Everyone Was Wrong on the Rocks is incredibly special. And maybe it's special just for what I was, exactly what I was saying, you know? It's being, it's able to kind of do the straight comedy, do this, um, you know, like slice to life type thing. Nothing crazy, nothing, nothing wild in this movie. It's just like people, Doing their shit, living their li- living their lives in the city, you know. And she's able to bring she's able to bring such life to that. And she brings her own unique sense of comedy. And she brings all her Sophia Coppola-isms, you know, just the way she's able to make her entire movie look like a Pinterest board. And just all say, of that.
2: It's all here. Just say coppola isms. Like, let's let's make be the, the part of the coppola. Coppola-isms, yeah. okay? Coppola-isms. There we go. Normalize, normalize, normalize Coppola referring to Sofia Coppola. Exactly.
0: Can we give a shout out to Sofia Coppola real quick?
2: Bravo. Wonderful. Good job.
0: Never has Great there been job. a better A24 Apple TV combo crossover <laughs> event than On the Rocks with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones.
2: Of course. No. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I say something? I want to, like, talk about, okay, can, I mean, I want to talk about, like, our horror canon, but I want to also, like, I just remembered yesterday, because I was wondering, I've been watching many horror movies, and I'm a big, big horror fan, and it's probably my favorite genre, but I've also, um. I I, I I was very scared of horror movies as a child. Like, I would, like, hate them with all my heart, and then I watched, I was thinking, what is, like, the scariest horror movie i've seen because i feel like the scare like the horror movies i like i'm not very very scared by them like i am kind of but like it's always like on a controlled level and i've never been like as scared as you know and I was like what is the movie that's been the scariest for me and i thought that it was probably either sinister (laughs) or the conjuring 2 both of which i saw like at four years ago you know And I remember watching The Conjuring 2 was like, a ride. Like, every... I was like, damn, I felt like it took me, and it never stopped, and it was awful. But I I didn't remember... Like, I don't love those movies. You know, I didn't think of those movies as, like, oh, yeah, great movies. I just... The scariest ones. Yesterday, I have a Zoom with my friends. We vote to see The Conjuring 2. You friends? (laughs) I mean... I think what he's saying is he had to conjure friends. I have, yeah. Oh, oh, oh I see. To, okay. Yeah. 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 I conjured my two. friends. And then we watched The Conjuring 2 together. I turned my lights out. Most of my friends were very scared. Fucking boring movie. A snooze fest. Snooze fest. Absolutely. And I consider that a beautiful achievement of how I've become very indifferent towards horror and horror movies now (laughs) after watching so many horror movies and being like because I'm always like recommending like classic horror movies because I haven't seen as many modern ones except from like years ago like Sinister and The Conjuring 2 so I always think that the like most recent ones are like way scarier than like 70s 60s kind of thing so i'm always like sure i don't know like you can watch the exorcist it's not really that scary you know but now i'm wondering maybe it's because i saw it after like (laughs) being like very like indifferent towards horror now but i am very happy with that so so thank you yeah i just wanted to to show off that now did you watch
1: conjuring 2 in the theaters like when you first saw it I did watch
2: it, so that also has to do with I think it, you know? I
1: think the theater has a lot to do with it. Like I have a lot of
2: trouble. but I also watching watched sinister, stuff. sinister mm-hmm. just like in a TV screen with people, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like the same amount of scary, you know I, I do want to rewatch that again, though, to see like if I get scared by that. I could now. never here's
0: the thing is that my entire childhood was just a a path through horror movies, and so for my eleventh birthday. I went to see with my dad in the theaters, Sinister. Bad choice. I could not watch that movie again until I was about 14 or 15 years old. And at that point, it was like an actual pilgrimage. Sinister to this day is one of the, as dumb as some of the Bagul stuff gets at the end. Listen, that movie and the concept of those home videos, that's some of the scariest like raw fear I've felt. And definitely in a theater, what happened was the Woman in Black, that weird-ass Daniel Radcliffe movie with the ghost. Mm. It yeah. was like a fun, creepy movie. It wasn't too scary. I, I was went to see that with scared my... of it. <laughs> I went to see The Woman in Black with my dad. And it's not that it's that scary, but there's a 20-minute stretch in it. And, and anyone who's seen The Woman in Black will know what we're talking about. There's a 20-minute stretch where, like, everything happens. Like, everything that's, like, the haunting goes in, in like, one 20-minute stretch And I couldn't do it. I was like, Dad, let's go. I'm walking out. I walked out of the theater. So when it came time to see Sinister a couple months later, I was like, okay, no bailing. Whatever happens, no bailing. I'm not walking out of this movie. And it was so much infinitely, it was so infinitely scarier than The Woman in Black. And I couldn't walk out of my dad twice. I had to sit in there with a Diet Coke. He's like, "Mm, this is fun. I was scared out of my mind. And I couldn't leave. I felt trapped by my own mistake of walking out of the woman in black. So I sat there, I watched the entirety of Sinister, which the day indeed was Sinister. That was one of the
1: most. In you, you Randolph truly I comes research. to haunt
2: us in strange ways. It does, you know, it
0: do be like that.
2: <laughs> I did research, because um, I do my research, you know, like. Uh, yes, yeah, for the pod. Right? For the pod. He does, for the pod, he for does the his pod. research. Uh, it was very complicated. I had to type in scariest movies of all time and read a, an entire article talking about uh, they did like a, an experiment in which they like gathered a bunch of people and then show them like a ton of horror movies. Like it was like 120 hours worth of them, something like that. And then like measure their heart rates or something like that. Very sketchy experiment, you know, who knows like how like really <laughs> like accurate that is but they did conclude that sinister was the scariest film horror film ever or at least within the ones they shown but they showed like the big ones you know mostly okay. of modern ones but they also showed like the exorcist and classic big yeah. classic halloween stuff like that huh. so who well, knows i guess i have who to watch the
1: sinister movie can i talk about a movie that scared the shit out of me this week
2: yes on the rocks you already yes. talked about on the rocks
1: <laughs> um listen not a big m night guy don't love m night in general <laughs> like i have having uh, you know having, here it comes i feel like, I feel like every every like Every film bitch has had an M night phase, you know, where they're like, Oh my god, it's like kind of like Tim Burton, where it's like fun to like watch all his movies and be like, Oh my god, this is all like from him and I can every, kind of
2: hey, hard every, every his career. Every film what? bitch does have their Tim Burton films. Some Never get out of them. <laughs> Never okay. get out of it. Some of us, okay. some of us can't some, who's who's that the one cycle with the Tim death?
1: Burton who's we, who's the one with the Tim Burton <laughs> background, okay? You're the one who's had who's had the least Tim Burton phase out of all of us. Yet you're the one with him right there with you. All right. So I I won't
2: take it. I will not hey, take it. I did not choose my dad, okay?
0: <laughs> Seb is coming for people today. You don't like the Wizard of Oz, I do. You don't like Tim Burton, I do. Seb Who's it? We Who's
2: love it? you. Who's it? I don't like the Wizard of Oz. No, no, just, just, we're just, oh, a we're just the first thing. It's you. Sorry. Comment. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm dumb. Okay. Continue. Proceed. <laughs> Please. 7, 7... I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Love? Uh-huh. No, listen.
1: Not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Say
0: it, Nolan. <laughs> Say it. I was just gonna have Seven introduce his canon, but I didn't know that you were. Continuate.
1: Oh no no no! Um, <laughs> I haven't finished my M Night stick. M Night don't haven't don't love Sixth Sense. Don't love Unbreakable. Don't obviously don't love. Star. <laughs> don't love obviously. star. Don't love Split. Don't love Glass. No one's like putting his, his hands his hands right into his face right now. The but Sixth Sense I is watched, godly. I watched Sixth Sense is
2: God tier. Mm -hmm. I also like the Sixth Sense. I haven't watched it in a long time, but it's like...
0: You know why? It's because even even if if everyone knows the twist, everyone knows the twist, but it doesn't make the end of that movie any less heartbreaking. It's one of the saddest movie endings. I swear. And it's like, I think it's James Newton Howard on the track. Like James Newton Howard scored that movie. Oh my God. That's such an emotional ending. Such an emotional ending.
1: Listen, I, well, continue, I don't I don't, I don't love it. Like, people love that movie. I do not, I think it's okay. I, I get it a little, I get it a little bit more than, like, the rest of the M. Night fandom stuff. But listen, I watched The Village. This movie, I don't want to say too much about it because I really suggest everybody watch it. But this movie is so flippin' scary. Like, I, like, some, like, some of the camera work here, some of the, some of the monster stuff here is, I... I was at home like I was at home watching it on my like my computer screen and it's pretty rare that something like it's I usually like it's a theater experience that really gets scared but my laptop experience like really really scared me and it's also the perfect fall movie fall vibes autumn vibes everywhere in this please watch it
0: since we are below the line and we talk about underappreciated artists, sometimes we have to talk about underappreciated movies and the village is one of those. It's very, Absolutely. very underrated and very have you uh, seen it? Over, overlooked. The village? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're talking about like probably five or six times I've seen the village. Oh really? I keep, do you I do you back, actually really like it? I come back to it because of what Benke's talking about. It's that it's that seasonal bite. Like it's just so flavorful when you talk about like autumn and Halloween and spooky, like old societies it'd be like if robert eggers the witch was like a Good. little more a, l- a little bit more accessible i like both films but i think the village is the more accessible the witch despite the witch being in my opinion a scarier maybe more well done movie but the mm-hmm. vibes in both are completely immaculate and i completely accept this this um village standing that's happening right now what <laughs> would it be your favorite oh. m night
1: then
2: i always absolutely wow Good. yeah I thought I thought um, Benki was just delirious. Um, but please. <laughs> so, if please.
1: Nolan says so. <laughs> yeah, if Nolan recommends it,
2: then I'll add it to my watch list. Right you know, now, I have look. another, I have another I think, film no, to recommend to you guys. I was going right to watch now. it.
0: I have another film to recommend to you right now, Seb. Will you promise if you watch it, if I recommend it?
2: No.
0: It's a film called Bruno. <laughs> and i highly recommend it (laughs) highly the highest order
1: best autumn vibes there yes (laughs) the best autumn vibes
2: well (laughs) gay bitches do love their pumpkin spice latte so Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) what I don't know how it's going to fit into the podcast edit, but I'm I'm going to edit that into the podcast. It's going to make it.
2: it,
1: has, it, no, it just to. put it, it, in it at it the beginning. To. That's how we. That's how we get our fans. Just put it at the right at the beginning.
0: their pumpkin spice latte. Gay love their pumpkin spice
1: latte.
2: During the intro, should I, should I make should I make I am gay disclaimer? Because <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that in the podcast. What if someone, what if benkey's mom? What if benkey's mom, mom
1: doesn't
2: know? What if benkey's mom doesn't know <laughs> and then she's like, "Damn!" Oh God! <laughs> Is this oh, part actually a gay idea. person? She's That'd gonna. She's ideal. gonna. That'd be but the what's, way, this, I think that. what's the safe route though? Like, maybe they'll file a lawsuit against us, but like is it mm-hmm. because of being homophobic or because of having gay people like which one's the safe thing what do we do guys sure
1: it's, it's true we don't know how to get them no one, has to be like a very diverse cast on your on your on your podcast
2: but wait hold well, on we since, do- <laughs> uh,
0: since i created this podcast myself 12 years ago i've hired several um
2: I great excuse me I've, I've been working on this podcast 13 since 13 years ago i don't I don't know if there's some-
1: That, does only that mean- only hired you Tim
2: Burton's son. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe, it, yeah, maybe, it, it, maybe it did, mm-hmm. maybe I did. Yeah, maybe like I am, I am.
0: The only thing that unites us, and we're realizing it every episode, the only thing that unites us is that when we were children, we were all big Burton stands. Seven included, although he yes. didn't know it. Yes. The first library book I ever rented out or loaned out from the Portland like, Central Library downtown was a Tim Burton biography.
2: Hey, I did know it. And you know what I told Benke last time? Because mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas. Still am <clears throat> best yeah. movie that can um, ever happen. Although
0: technically that's part of the Selick. Technically that's part of the Henry Selick <clears throat> canon. Uh, so what I was
2: telling Benke was that <laughs> don't you think it's a shame that Tim Burton's best movie wasn't even directed by him?
0: Ah. Oh. The pain, the pain of having to hear that when Mars Attacks
2: exists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mars Attacks, that, is Good. Like- <laughs> Nolan, I'm glad you're on my side with this one. Don't even laugh at that. That's what? unbelievable. I haven't,
2: I haven't watched Mars Attacks. Why, why am I kidding? Why wow. I kidding? <laughs> we're, doing like an,
1: an, we're doing a Mars Attacks screening. All three you know, of us. It's going to be glorious. Is,
2: Tim Burton, I was checking my letterbox. Tim Burton is probably the director I've seen most films from, or at least I have logged in. But yeah, I've also missing so many of his films as well. So I can't. It feels such like I'm like I haven't seen Edward Sister Hands. I haven't seen Edward. I haven't seen Sleepy Hollow, and I haven't seen fucking um, Mars, Mars Attacks. It's funny you made like uh, some of
1: his best ones too. I can't. I, right, you're, 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 I haven't you're gonna seen have Ed like Wood. a different
2: opinion. Right. You so know, you're gonna like, have a
1: different opinion on him like after you see those movies. Honestly, Sub. Like it's
2: gonna change. It's like, can I really call myself a Tim Burton fan if I haven't seen those films? You know? Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Son. Have you
0: seen Sweeney Todd? No. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. No. Oh my god. I just oh I just god. I just named
2: those movies, Nolan. Are you not listening <laughs> to me? Are you are you undermining me? Like they undermined well um, once you admitted uh, you hadn't
0: seen attacks, cigarettes. I kinda tuned out. <laughs> kinda tuned out when I
2: when you said it's that. Like, this, out this, this is opinion even. Valid. Sorry. I wanna I, I wanna, Anyways, I wanna, I t- I wanna
0: tune I wanna tune back into <laughs> what you're saying now, Seb, because you're gonna reveal the below the line top five horror films in Wait, descending order from five to one.
2: Didn't you wanna say something first? I feel like I interrupted you on saying um, No. No. No no no. I think it's time. <laughs> I Are
1: think you we're sure? ready. Are you doing the horror we're... canon? At this
2: okay, time our canon. relationship, Seb, <clears throat> I'm ready. Horror canon. Okay. So the way I did the horror canon was quite easy. I just looked at our horror films in each of our um that we have rated as five stars. And I like, listed all the ones we have, like, each of us has. And then the horror canon is basically, I was like, okay, the big, big canon is where we all three have it at five stars which are two films i will i will later disclose those two films and then i was like and then like we'll see like just two of us having it at five stars that also makes it in like until like let's see how many they are but of course Benke does not have like any other film which nolan and i agree with <laughs> at being at five stars so the other can i just films... say
0: can i just say for a second um uh-huh and that'd of, of a murder
1: Another court movie. What? Hmm. You know I was thinking? John, John, oh. Jonathan Demi's Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> Philadelphia, also a court movie. All right, continue. Yeah. Right,
2: okay. So the other three films are films that Nolan and I have at five stars. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, okay. And we're, and we're right. right Benke. And
0: we're correct.
1: We are it's correct, not our
2: fault year. that we don't agree with your delirious village opinion, and so others. <laughs> And the it's, way you it's, don't not my, like it's not the my fault that you haven't
1: seen The Village. <laughs>
2: okay, so, so, okay. So, uh, lower tier of the canon. So, the canon is five. Five movies. It's a tight canon, okay? Tight as fuck canon. It is beautiful. First movie. Okay, this, this is from the lower tier. I will do lower three films because those are Nolan's and I's, And then Topper. This is an important thing, Nolan. Take it seriously. Okay, first film drum rolls please it's the innocence the innocence from 1961 oh, which yes. we also recommended was our first film we recommended for this spooky Tober countdown for Halloween it is a beautiful I don't know nolan talk about this just say like three three sentences just three or three one eight just eight one. Eight
1: one, sentence. one one sentence one one sentence, one sentence. Okay. Okay.
0: Based off the classic Henry James gothic tale, The uh, the Turn of the Screw, this Deborah Kerr-led haunted house movie is one of the scariest films ever made. And not in a, oh, it came out in 1961. That's cute and endearing. But in an actual, like, it will scare the shit out of you. And it's even just more impressive that it's 60 years old type of way. I swear to God, there's nothing more impressive than watching a movie from 1961 that you can't find in restored prints. I think Criterion has made it easier now, but there's a lot of like just bad, schlocky prints of it out there. And it's still so effectively scary every single time. That's my one sentence for the innocence. But the innocence is not innocence since we're talking about courts it's guilty as charged
2: it is scary it is a scary movie it is a scary i was like right now i was saying like i was like the innocent scared the fucking shit out of me i did watch that like probably like at midnight alone also like well i don't know if the lights were turned off but i was fucking scared of that movie which i did not expect i was like it's 12 o'clock this is fine i can watch this um bad it's a 60s movie what is it gonna do you know Exactly. fucking scary. I did the same thing last week with Nightmare on Elm Street. Nothing. Nothing. Was not scared of that shit. I'm kidding. It's really good. But it was God. not scary. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Can I just say one thing? I haven't seen The Innocence, but Nolan, your sentence started off as a Stefan skit, and it was really funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can do that right now. I can do that. Okay. Ten, everything. San- sandwich has spent <laughs> two years in Hollywood that were much more successful And based off of Ben K Golden's novel Big Eyes, The Trials and Tribulations of Tim Burton, The Innocence is Guilty as charged. (laughs) That's my that's my Stefan roundup for the innocence, directed by Jack Clayton. Okay. Now now that is a below the line director if there's ever been one.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, I know. Um I probably shouldn't have started with this is like the, the, the least known in the canon. The rest is like kind of but anyways, next movie. Drum rolls, please. <laughs> the Shining. Of course, Stanley Kubrick makes it into the list. Um, um, I
0: original score by Wendy Carlos.
2: Question. Mm-hmm. Original score by Wendy Carlos. I will. I will have uh, Benke do the sentence on this one, even though he doesn't have it with five stars because he's delirious and prefers the village. Um, but please, Benke. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Guys, you can put me on the spot. Okay, um, The Shining. I mean, listen. It's a movie. The I mean, wait, wait. that was it. It's a movie. It's a movie.
0: That was already a sentence, Benkei. You just said The Shining. Is that your sentence? Two words. Wow.
1: No, no, no. Shining. It's a movie. That's that's, that's kind of all I need to tell you guys. You it's know. a movie. You know it. It's a good it's movie. It's a movie. You know it. You know it. You love it. It's The Shining. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Okay, next film. Thank you. Next film, also pretty fucking obvious. (laughs) We're not original, guys. I'm kidding. I mean, we're not, but who cares? It's the canon.
0: The top four, and even *The Innocents* in some respect, are actually pretty vanilla picks.
2: Um, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I
1: don't remember this. What do you mean? I think I know what it is. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It's going to be like Paul Blart Maw Cop
0: 2 <laughs> it's, for, its, for its terrifying portrayal of capitalism. I'm not even ready for what number 3 is.
2: Wait, I do want to like Whoa, we have to vote which one's the scariest out of these. I, I know which one it is but anyways. Next one. Alright. Drum roll! It's Psycho! Yeah. yes we're film bros that's right
0: <laughs> nolan's all-time favorite movie of all right. it's a movie it's a movie it's that's a movie why. what else do you <laughs> need that's to know why.
2: <laughs> do tell us though nolan please because i feel you're like right, you have like a me. level even if it is a pretty basic choice i mean and I mean these I these think, two movies, think, Nolan.
1: You've seen them like a million times. I know. Right. I know yeah, for a fact. But I do
2: I do feel like you have like a level of appreciation, Nolan, that goes well above, well well above the basic film bro. So no I offense, like but to-
1: certainly over mine.
0: <laughs> well, that's not exactly surprising, uh-huh. Benke. Please. Uh, but Ben Kay's right. We already touched on this. But yeah, I watched a lot of horror movies as a kid. A lot of a lot of movies. A lot of scary <laughs> ones. A chief among that was psycho in the shining i think the reason why psycho was the movie that you know not everyone has that movie right in fact i think most people don't but sometimes there is like that movie when you were a kid that was like oh like it kind of restructures you um and i think seb has that experience with Kieslowski, and i think benke had that experience with into the woods the rob marshall film oh speaking of marshall another court movie Starring Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, R- rest ID, in peace. As S- S- Thurgood Marshall. And again, also rest in peace to Ruth Bader Ginsburg On the Basis of Sex, another court movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. We've knocked good. out. So we've knocked out too. But yeah, I just the thing about The Shining was that it was, it was so, I wasn't ready for it. I was not ready for the instant slashing of violins by Bernard Herrmann over a title sequence that was just jarring by Saul Bass that went every which way and had this completely new design. It felt like for a kid, you know, you don't know what the crafts people are. This is why there's podcasts like Below the Line. You don't know what the the jobs are and the roles are and who's doing what and who's writing the scripts and acting and directing. But the intricacies of that doesn't matter when you see a movie like Psycho. Um, at least for me, because that was the movie that made me realize, oh, there is definitely like someone controlling or a group of people controlling what I'm thinking about right now. Because it was the most like vulnerable i ever felt in watching a movie where i felt like someone was actually like manipulating me while i was watching it and like making me feel certain things with a cut or a shot or an insert i think that that's is so that, that's a
2: like good that description
0: a, That was is like that an, epiphany that is such I a nice description <laughs>
2: of, of <laughs> yeah i want to rewatch it too um that was such a nice description it. of your favorite movie it's both very poetic and kind of kinky revealing um mm-hmm is like i loved being manipulated um <laughs> taken advantage of by the movie by...
0: i love when movies from 1960 like la dolce vita or psycho tie me up and manipulate me
2: <clears throat> hey guys i just remember though speaking uh, of, another... speaking,
0: of ties, Other... speaking of ties another court movie the verdict with paul newman and mm-hmm.
2: another court another courtroom movie the last temptation of christ
0: the, and the courtroom is Mother Nature. And the courtroom is... Uh, no,
2: the courtroom is... The courtroom is, is, is um, all
0: of Bethlehem.
2: <laughs> the courtroom is... Um, wait, I, I'm... Oh my God, I failed religion. Um, the
0: courtroom is moral reason. It's, it's Pontius Pilate, yeah. is it not? And Pontius Pilate is the judge. It's... it's like, what's, and the what's, bailiff.
2: It's okay, we don't That's need to get jury, into this.
0: Jury executioner, Pontius Pilate. There's a little bit of a <laughs> biblical history for you today from below the line.
2: <laughs> Enjoy your your local local BTL local Catholic
0: yes podcast BTL right BTL here. now stands for BTL now stands for Bible Today Learning
1: we last courtroom one last courtroom in. movie
0: we are rebranding
1: one last courtroom movie um Robert Duvall and Robert Downey Jr's The Judge from 6 years ago oh my god Come on. With, how um, could you forget was with, with Robert Duvall
0: with Robert Duvall yes, as yes. the Wait, guy. Did, I say
1: Ro- did I say Robert Duvall? I Robert Shelley, Donnie Jr. Shelly Duvall. Who's
0: also in it. Right, Shelly Duvall's Duvall, brother. Robert Downey Jr. And then Shelly Duvall eventually <laughs> is in it. She, plays, she, plays, she, the she
1: the mom.
2: plays the jury. She plays the mom. Oh. She, she, plays, she plays Judge Judy. I am actually very happy because Shelly Duvall actually made it into the canon. Can we just... Shelly Duvall. Oh, she line. did. She did. Shelly Duvall. Actually, she can in. we just... Can we just switch The Shining completely and just make it Shelley Duvall? Shelley Duvall podcast
1: now. Right, 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 right. right. (laughs) Right, Um, right,
2: right. Okay. Okay. Top tier two last two movies of the canon. Uh, Number one movie. These we can all agree with. Thank God. Thank. Thank Oh my God! Ruining the the party.
1: The
0: fact that we've all rated these films five stars on Letterboxd. By the way, we should mention this activity is being done through Letterboxd. And there's a reason why we've never really shouted out or linked our Letterboxd on any social media. And it's because if any listeners are below the line, had constant access to all three of our Letterboxd, you'd have too much power. That's simply too much power to have. And also too much VTL. You don't wanna know when Ben K's watching the village. You just wanna know what his thoughts are about it once. You know, once too many bad weeks.
2: takes. Too many bad too takes. Too many bad takes like, in a row. <laughs> <you> don't warrant
0: <laughs> the, the follow. They don't want to to follow that.
2: You did shout out my podcast my podcast my, my letterbox though once in our in our Instagram story just saying, But I it's fine. I, I forgive you. I know wow. part of you feels like a fan. Part of you wants to do the service. <laughs>
1: part of me we're second, secretly all to fans of this podcast aren't we
2: yeah of course yeah. um okay first movie also not a fucking original take but let's go drumroll please it's halloween oh my god oh my <laughs> This, the, this. <laughs> 1978 right yes yep. yep can i give my sentence yes give your sentence
1: it's the vibes. The vibes of autumn. <laughs> all perfectly encapsulated in Halloween. That's all I gotta say Trick about or it.
0: Treat. Trick, Trick or treat. You know, Give me something Carpenter to eat. John Carpenter. Uh, the, the greatest director to ever drop out of our film school. The, the, the greatest one. The Thing, Halloween, In the Mouth of Madness. I'm glad that we're talking about Brian De Palma later in this episode and his work because we will have touched John Carpenter and Brian De Palma in the same episode. The two kings of the 80s. Oh God, that's
1: right. Yep, yep.
2: Right, right. Number one, I'm not, you know, I'm not you ready know, You know, yesterday, yesterday, Wait, when we were- I know what number on. one is
1: now. Yes, you know, know what number, number one is, one. And I'm so
0: happy.
2: You know, you know what number one is. Um, <laughs> you know, yesterday when we were choosing our movie, if it was not Conjuring 2, I did propose Halloween, and my friend was like, what, it's called Halloween? That's the fuck like wait not to be original. <laughs>
1: like,
2: they they, the they your friend did
1: not know the they did your friend didn't know the movie?
2: No, they didn't the holiday know. Holiday is based off
0: of the film. Damn the Holiday is based off of the film Halloween. Absolutely. Like I,
2: Halloween. That's that's what I was trying to say, but I did not I did not The film um, the film came first. And Hawn Shot first. Yeah. To be fair, like she's mm-hmm. not a she's not a big horror fan, so um yeah,
1: damn, that's, that's surprising. Still, because <laughs> I feel like Halloween is just everywhere I go.
2: <laughs> you think so? I feel like it's it's like well known, but I even feel like it's because it's very similar to other slashers. Like I Maybe, think, yeah, like, I think it's it it gets like a bit lost. Like I feel like I could tell anyone The Exorcist, Alien shining and they would know that and then they would know halloween it's still a pretty fucking known yeah like, there's, word, but there's but like, like, like
1: 10 there's like 10 movies though like there's I'm, I'm always like shocked how many movies there are in that series I'm like, oh. okay they're all like pretty good too
2: <laughs> right there's a lot of movies yeah yeah i don't know yeah Fuck her, there's actually. a lot of movies <laughs>
1: there's a lot of, of movies suck, yeah. <laughs>
2: A lot of a lot there today. Of okay, last I've movie. Tried, I like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tried before say, you say last God. one, I... say,
1: before you say last one, Primal Fear. Primal Fear is my other my other courtroom drama.
0: Amazing, great movie.
2: I am I am losing. Like my internet is sucking. Now you're good. Uh never mind.
0: <laughs> Seb is frozen.
1: Seb, In the meantime, can you, I
0: know. The, wait, can I know. You number hear me? One is, Yes, yeah. Seb, we can hear
2: you. It's time for you to reveal the number one. No, don't. don't no, 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 you do. no, no, no. You're going to no, reveal it. You have to reveal it. Don't dare. Okay, my. Seb, you'll reveal it. Okay, my my internet is like.
0: Seb!
1: Oh
2: <laughs> Seb! Can you, hear me? can you hear
1: me? Yeah, we can oh, hear you. I guess. Technically, we, we just need, the audio is good, though. Like, you can No, we don't, need
0: your, we don't need your camera on, technically. If that was going to help at all with your internet, like, I don't know, transfer bandwidth. I don't know how that shit works. I like this. <laughs> Leave Bank A alone. To suffer. I'm just kidding, that's too mean. No, 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 I'm alone.
1: Oh, thank God. Seb. We've just heard Rob Marshalls into the that woods. That's mad funny. <laughs> Seb. Seb. Oh fuck. no. 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 no.
0: Alright, I'm stopping this recording for now.
1: Wait, no, no, no. Don't we can just cut this out. No, it'll be good. Alright. he will just, just come back. I assume he'll like text us in a minute, like about like what's going on. <laughs> no, <laughs> Right before we get the last one. We had to finish a horror talk at the very least. We didn't even get to diploma. All right, bye, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh no.
0: All right, so oh, I'm going to have fuck. to come back in here soon. Oh, God. Oh,
1: please. No, I can't be alone with Nolan. You can't do Sam, this to me. <laughs> you fucking traitor. <laughs> you can't do this to me. Wait, Nolan, like, you have to watch Halloween 3. When, when we're talking about Autumn, Halloween vibes. Nothing has got season of the witch. Me. Season of the witch. First of all, think about it. I'm hyped. Halloween I'm three. Really hyped. Halloween three. Season of the witch. Tell me that's not like maybe the best name for a movie ever. Like it's it's so yeah. so so good. Oh uh, shit! We didn't talk about Mank title. Should we bring up Mank title, or are we gonna leave that for the next episode? I
0: think we're gonna. Ha- I think we're gonna wait till we see Mank actually because it comes out next week, does it not?
1: No, really.
0: Man comes out like soon as shit. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's but it thrill. doesn't it's not but it, I might not be able to see it in theaters <clears> for a little while though.
0: Are you gonna I wait to back. see it in
1: theaters? Are no, you no, gonna no, wait to see it in theaters, in, Benke? No, no, it comes out in theaters first and then it comes out on Netflix in like December.
0: Wait, no, it comes December? out on November thirteenth. It comes out on Netflix November thirteenth. Nope, never mind, you're right. It comes out in November theaters theater November thirteenth. Right? Netflix December fourth.
2: Wait, wait that's that theaters sucks. for a month.
0: Damn. Theaters for a month before
1: Damn. No, you should. I'm Damn. serious. You should try to travel, like, go somewhere, and, like, see the movie.
0: <laughs> I like, well, no, I'll be back in West Lynn by that time. I'll be back in Oregon, right? Oh, like, okay. When it comes out. Now, the question is because really? of the coronavirus, oh. coronavirus, the theaters are probably back open in Oregon because it's not as bad as it is down here. But in limited release, would Oregon count among the places that they release it? I
2: think, right. that's the question Maybe. They might, know.
1: though.
2: Could you drive they to Seattle?
1: To?
0: <laughs> anywhere, anywhere that theaters are open I think they're
1: going to do it Yeah, that might be true I'm, I'm a little worried about New York Because there's someone open here. <laughs> there no, yeah, I, I know a ton true. of places that would show it But I don't know if, Obviously I don't know if they're going to even be open In time to have a release Anyway, you're number one, Seb
2: Hi, I came back, sorry um, Our number one horror film is Technical Difficulties Yay Ooh, I love that movie unf- Unfriended?
1: Yeah <laughs> I know it's,
2: it's like no one's like top 10 movies of all time. I um, was waiting
0: for Unfriended to be mentioned in this podcast over Zoom <laughs> and I finally got it.
2: <laughs> apologies <laughs> to all the unfriended fans listening right now <laughs> um where are, you, where are yeah, y'all I haven't buy you, you coffee i've never seen unfriended um anyways okay number one are you You're ready fired. guys guys probably the best horror film of all time um no shit here this film i was fucking scared of not yep. to an uncontrollable degree. But this I is probably I'm so this excited. Is, this is probably weirdly, I did not expect this. And it was a rewatch, but this was probably like the scariest film I've seen in the last year, at least, I think. It is fucking demonic. It is fucking beautiful as well. Um it is great in many levels. Um, I don't know if I'm like alone in being scared of it, (laughs) like as much as I was. But I do feel it's like a very intense ride that hits in very many fronts. And it is this. Drum rolls, please. (laughs) Dario Argento's Suspiria. Yeah.
0: Suspiria.
2: 1977. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love how Nolan confirms. Oh, uh, who what? wants to who who's who who wants to give the sentence for this?
1: So, Seb, I think it you is. should. You haven't given a sentence in a little while. Well, you I was go, saying, it's,
2: it's yours. It's yours, Seb. It's yours, babe. Um, You're the one who just watched it recently. I haven't seen it in a little while. Right. So my sentence is. It's an Italian movie. Ooh. thank you hey it's a hey, thank of the movie. you thank you so much um,
0: time it's dubbed in english but uh, we're not talking it about is,
2: that it was fucking dubbed you know i I rewatched this and the first time i watched that i didn't really like it and i'm all saying all of this with and because that makes it one sentence and um i watched it thought it was a really bad quality when i watched it By the way, those are all commas. This is still just one sentence. Yep, yep, yep. And I thought I was watching a bad English dub version, so I was like really mad, kind of, when I was watching it because I couldn't find the original Italian I thought existed, and I uh, was—I feel like I was more frustrated by the fact that I was not seeing the supposed original. Than by the actual dubbing itself but i feel like that kind of like prevented me from getting too much into it because it was also such a shitty quality but at the end i enjoyed it left it fine now i rewatched it again and it is a wonderful experience every single movie horror movie after that I w- i've been like why is this not more like suspiria <laughs> why <laughs> like i've just that is the only like i such a oh my god i'm such an i'm such a Suspiria craze right now i'm probably gonna rewatch it even though i just watched it some days ago you're watching
0: like you're watching a nissan commercial on tv you're like where's the red where's the color it's where is
2: the blood (laughs) where's the blood where are the witches where are the witches no i just feel like it's fucking it's fucking demonic every horror scene in that film i don't know why i was so shook like I keep thinking of over and over <laughs> the fucking fucking what what's the name of those like metal thing is like why is that oh so God. good why is that so good I feel like it's such a stupid thing like I feel like it's done kind of like like if I was like shooting that and I was like oh I'll propose this it would feel very stupid like it would feel very dumb but for some reason it's like one of the best things I've ever seen. Like it's like one of the fucking like it pulls the rug under you. Wonderful fucking metal thingies. Fucking dog. Middle of the plaza scene was also such a good scene. I everything. Yeah. I don't know.
0: All timer, that's an all timer right there. I'm so glad this is number one. What do you think? Norman? I really invariably at some point in any film goer or cinephile's career, as a as a as a film bro, as a film fan, your film as a bro film career. aficionado, <laughs> invariably at some point in your quest to watch movies, someone will come up to you and say, you know, the scariest movie of all time is this Italian movie from 1977. you are like, all right, cool. So it's like schlocky. I get it. No, no, it's just awesome. It's just like, it's, oh, it no. still feels like My... even today. Yeah, what's up?
2: Oh, no, sorry. My intro now was lagging and I thought you were over. Continue. (laughs) Oh, no, it's all good. Even today. I was going to say, I I think the best thing about Suspiria
0: is that even though it's the most popular film of its era, of that Giallo era where all the Italian filmmakers were making those like super saturated colorful horror movies, it still feels like a well-kept secret among cinephiles. It's almost like if you see a Suspiria shirt, on the street, it's like it's almost like a hidden language between like film fans. It's like, oh, she's seen Suspiria. Oh, he's seen Suspiria. You know, it, it as as much as it has totally eclipsed the culture. And in fact, of course, now it has a rebirth because of Luca Guadagnino's remake. Um, I guess more of a, a, a reboot is a better way to say it. They're both I love both films dearly, but Suspiria it still has that quality of feeling like it's been unearthed under like an archaeological dig of some sort
2: no you're you're right it does have like oh a god. like a. it has a really good yeah it has a really good sweet spot of like i mean has enough is... attention for me to be happy <laughs> you know but not enough attention for me to feel like a basic bitch but it's this... still kind of like even though like you said it's like a it's like a thing it's like a it's a, it's a sisterhood my eyes say. <laughs> this is like... oh my god the
0: sisterhood of the traveling witches that's what it is <laughs>
1: Uh, this is kind of on a tactical level but i remember when i was like trying i was like before the Luca Guadagnino one came on obviously i was really excited to see it but i never seen the Suspir- i hadn't seen the original before so i was trying to find where i can like watch it you know there's like a really limited release of this movie like there's it's like impossible to get a dvd from what i was like trying to find i couldn't really find a good link for it online I, the and i was really lucky to like have a theater in in Manhattan, like show it, like just like on this random day, and you know, I was able to see it there for like my first time. And I, I mean, I loved it. Every I loved every part of it when I saw, it, but I like haven't rewatched it. I think partially because like it's too hard to find. And I don't I don't own it, so I think like it's like sh- it's very inaccessible. And I hope I don't know Criterion or somebody would re-release it or something. I think you know, the, there that's, has actually you know I, the
2: thing.
0: There's actually there's a four K Blu ray that came out mere months ago.
2: It's oh, okay. fifty dollars.
0: It's fifty dollars right now. But Damn. of course I think probably after a few more months in the market it'll start going down. So anyone who has yet to see it, there's a beautiful four yeah. K restoration of it
1: coming out on mm. Blu ray and DVD. Like it's not like I'm streaming, you know, like it's not it's yeah. not you can't buy it digitally. Well I wouldn't I would not advise in, buying If you're $50 in Mexico, right it's now. in
2: prime video. Huh what
1: what what i I would watch it every day
0: (laughs) all of our american uh listeners get that vpn all of our mexican listeners you know what to do
2: hit up prime video
0: (laughs) watch borat two subsequent movie film watch this (laughs) get apple tv watch on the rocks you
2: you know wait talking about um criterion i was impressed i feel like they don't have i don't think they have like any giallo films at all and i feel like they should I was watching Blood and Black Lace, and I feel and I felt like, of course, they have a criterion of this. It's like a perfect criterion thing. It's like quite popular and known, but like it's a good spot. And it's like you know, but they don't. I feel like it they is, should. It like, seems like nervous. kind of thing
1: they they should like restore it. Yeah, it's true. It's it's it's
0: mostly that they're competing with other companies like. Um, there's Arrow Video and Arrow Videos of DVD and Blu-ray provider that, that's out of Britain and they do a lot of older horror films and they've basically said, like, we're this is our niche. We're going to release the the Mario Bava, the Lucio Fulci, the Dario Argento movies and you guys can release like, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre if you want to and put it on the Criterion Channel. So Arrow Video is really for that specific sect of cinema, like that's kind of their domain and Criterion oh, knows that and they were and they and they respect it too because like, you know. Criterion has such a dominance everywhere else in terms of world cinema that there's specific companies that will sprout up every now and then saying, like, this is our thing. Nancy Myers, those are our films to restore. And then Criterion will say where is the Criterion box? Where is the Criterion for the intern?
2: Well, let me by sense. Nancy Myers.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah. I, I watched Deep Red. I thought I was gonna like that more because I had heard that was like the best um not only Argento but like Giallo and I thought it was going to be like a situation of maybe Deep Red's like the best supposed like supposed best mm-hmm. but then Suspiria is like the most well-known right but I right. did I did love Suspiria by a well amount above Deep Red yeah. Deep Red's still amazing but I did yeah, yeah. Probably a kingdom a big... with too high expectations, though, because I was like, I love Suspiria. Now this one's going to be better. <laughs> so probably well, that think... was a wrong.
0: I think that's common it's because different. Suspiria, technically, technically, although I don't really follow this that much because I'm not such a like stickler about it, but technically Suspiria is not a giallo film. The definition of right. giallo is like the, the, the crime and the masks and Suspiria is more like, you know, demonic, as you said, than that. But yeah, it's very hard to go from Tusperia to the bird with the crystal plumage without being like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, it's got so, it got so reserved, even though it's still like crazy and bonkers. <laughs> it's just not as crazy and bonkers and like cosmically, like innately disturbing as Tusperia, which is why I'm it's like, our number one.
2: I'm like, where are the colors? And every review is like, love the colors. (laughs) I'm like, I need more. The colors are popping on this one.
0: You watch The Tree of Life by Terrence Malick, you're like, this doesn't impress me anymore. This no longer serves to impress me. I've seen the light, and the light is not the Tree of Life. The light is Dario Argento.
2: But anyways, we've talked for too long. But just for a recap, Psycho, The Shining, The Innocence, Halloween, Suspiria. That is the Uh, official
1: on the rocks. rocks. (laughs) On the Shelly
2: Duval. On the rocks. (laughs) Shelly Duval. That is the official below the line horror canon. I know we're missing some. I am a personal bigger fan of Rosemary's Baby, Silence of the Lambs, but they did not make it because my coworkers are not as wise as me.
0: Thank you all for listening. The episode you just heard was recorded as part one of two. And our next episode will be covering the subject of editing with American editor Paul Hirsch with several titles including Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Carrie, Blowout, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So stick around for that. Thanks.